Film, gaming, and pop culture. Everything is permitted. Welcome to episode 62 of Everything is Permitted here in the Zoomscape. I'm your captain and host, Julian Brown, alongside my co-host, the man of steel, Matt Reppert, and the master of pawns, Brittany Tomes. How we doing? Pretty good today, I think. It's like just a nice day outside. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, we have an interesting show planned for you today. We got some crazy big news, which we'll be talking about a lot later uh we are going to be talking about the snyder cut which is being released we'll be talking about Zack snyder's budget how different the film will be and uh and a lot more uh big news coming out of warner brothers and uh and hbo max so we will be getting to that and then uh we are also going to take a deep dive into the future of the movie theater um if theaters can make a comeback like big companies like amc and regal what happens to the little companies as well maybe uh and if on demand uh you know new feature films are going to be the new norm in in the cinema experience so a lot to talk about there as well so announcements we're going to get right into it uh this friday we'll not only see a new episode of everything is delicious but it'll also uh, mark the debut of our new standalone podcast this is from uh, everything is permitted and from geeks with kids but it's on a bonus episode it's going to be on its own platforms it's got its own social media platforms we announced it last week um a strange new pod will debut we just uh, recorded our first episode last night it was lots of fun i actually just finished editing it Brittany, uh i think was shocked at all the times that i i roasted enterprise <laughs> yeah just because i haven't seen it but you were just like <laughs> that show um but we, but we had a blast uh that'll be uh myself Brittany, and then eric from geeks with kids and hawk from geeks with kids so that'll drop 8 a.m on friday morning and uh that's it we don't really have a lot of other announcements because we recorded that episode uh last night we didn't have a watch along we're going to continue matt's uh top 10 films of the decade watch alongs this saturday with uh, the year 2015 i forget which film it is uh matt would probably be able to tell me better um, um, I can't, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to, I'd have to look, honestly, it's, it's been so long since I did the list, but it will be something good. And that's what matters. It's something good, it's something good because it's a top 10 film of the decade. So there it is. All right. Let's, uh, before we get into it, let's talk a little bit about how we can, uh, support the show and Brittany, uh, you told me you have a whole spiel ready to go. Yep. You can support our show in many different ways. Of course, you can check out our website, everythingispermitted.com, for all of our different episodes, as well as articles and reviews in our blog. And you can also follow us on social media, like our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc., um, for lots of cool little news and memes, just fun stuff. And of course, you can join our Patreon program, which is just for $2 a month, you can get early access to Raiders of the Bargain Bin, which is as many people claim, one of our most beloved segments. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> um, as well as Everything is Delicious, which is our Top Chef post-show. Uh, if you want to go a step further, you can also become an Eat Veep, which is an EIP VIP, for $5 a month, which will give you access to our exclusive bonus pods every month, which are usually about 30 minutes, 45 minutes, somewhere in between there. This um, month is is two hours because okay, well, there you go. I recorded the uh, the Winter Soldier audio commentary. So if you want uh, to hear me rant and talk about how awesome that movie is for two hours, you should join our Patreon. Yeah, some of our review specials are longer. I think we did the Star Wars one also was an exclusive pod, right? No, but... Rise of Skywalker? No, but... Still, that was long, know. too. <laughs> that was gonna be good. <laughs> Sometimes they're longer. Um, speaking of our patrons, I want to give a special shout-out to Billy Peets, Heather Reppert, Rob Migliaccio, Michael Cox, Nikki Beasy, Matt Moore, Gabriel Wimbush, Rob Carter, and Anthony Matarese. Yay, and uh, let's welcome Anthony as our newest EIP VIP. He just joined Woo! this week, so thank you for supporting our show as always. And then uh, Matt, if people, uh, as we know, we're in a bit of a, a rough period of uh, the year right now and, uh, you know, COVID is still going on. Uh, how can people support us if uh, they can't afford to shell out some cash? 
by going to wherever they listen to everything is permitted, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else, and giving us a hopefully five star rating. Five. 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 Five dollar foot long. <laughs> it, yeah, which sucks because it's not a five dollar foot long anymore. It's like a six dollar foot long, and that doesn't I think sound it's nearly like as the cool. base price is five, and then if you add other things, it's more. That's how they get you. I never understood it myself. I showed up and I was like, this is five dollars, right? And they're like, no. No. I was like, oh. Nope. Okay, subway. <laughs> um let's get into rants and raves and who's got something for us today go hit it okay so i've been playing betrayal at house on the hill which is a cool board game and uh i found that it's super fun you're a group of people that go to this like haunted house and most of the game you're playing kind of working together to like search through all these different rooms find items and then eventually the game reaches like a climactic point where then there's a betrayal. So one of you becomes a traitor and then it changes every single time, depending on where you find the last item or when the haunt part of the game begins. So it's cool. Sometimes I've been the bad guy. Sometimes my brother's a bad guy, stuff like that. Um, so it ends up being like one of your friends turns on you. And sometimes you have to escape the house in time or you have to find a way to like kill them. It depends on the scenario. So it's really cool. I feel like it has infinite replayability and it's only about like an hour of gameplay. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so I really like it. And apparently there's expansions and stuff. We'll have to look into it. But I, I'm excited. Karen just bought us some new uh some new like fun games to play while we're we're still trapped inside. So looking forward to playing some of those. Yeah. Games are fun. Um gonna plug one of our episodes. If you're bored and looking for things to do, listen to our board game episode, which is a couple of episodes ago. Did you just make a pun? I think he did. Oh, I, I an unintentional pun, but a pun nonetheless. No, it was pun intentional. It's Britney, bitch. You're welcome. <laughs> Matt, do you have a rant or rave? Um trying to think here what I could I we're we're gonna kinda talk about it in the permitted minute, so I don't know if I wanna rant about it right now, but the whole mess up with Felwinter's lie and destiny. Go ahead, rant about it. Mess. It's only in the permitted minute. Talk about it. So yeah, I still cannot believe that that quest was bugged for as many days as it was. You're talking, you have this pinnacle weapon that the entire community was working towards. And literally, like, the the Destiny community is insane because they crushed this quest, which probably should have taken, like, a week or two at least, and, like, did it in, like, four days, I think it was. And... The quest was done, or you do go and do this thing, and the quest was bugged. Nobody could complete it, and it was bugged for, like, I want to say it was, like, four days, something like that, and it blows, and I remember I went on Reddit and was looking, and people were even saying, like, how was this never even play tested? Like, did they not test this? And it was one of those things where it's, like, Bungie dropped the ball in such a huge way, and, I mean, it pissed so many people off myself included that I was like, great, I have this quest sitting here that I can't complete. And I mean, I just, I don't understand how in the modern video game era, you could have something that big slip by. Um, I, I think that this season of destiny has really, uh, shown a really bad light on Bungie and shown a bad light on their split from Activision. I don't think that had they still been with Activision that, you know their quality control would have ever let this slip by uh this this season is is not good for bungie and they're gonna need to do something uh absolutely amazing in the next couple of weeks when the new season launches because people are really pissed off right now not just about the fell winter's lie quest um this season has been a huge bust people are complaining about too many bounties the game being broken in some ways the whole sunsetting of weapons uh it's a mess man well, I just the thing the thing about that though is that like it's I don't even know what's happening next season because normally they put out like a trailer or something like that. You know, so you kind of know what's happening with the story at least in the next season and we are about 2 weeks away from this and I don't think they've said a single thing yet. Not a thing. What next season is. So, yeah. Do you think Bungie will bounce back from this? Oh. Uh, I'm I'm just saying like Shame. Okay, fine. 
just want to make one bungee joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're still. Sorry, getting... if I played Destiny, I could do better jokes, but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a mess. It's it's crazy that we haven't gotten anything for the the new season yet. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. It's not it's not looking good. Um, I have a rave so uh as we mentioned in our announcements we've been uh we recorded our new show and we've been promoting it on all the social medias and um reddit because one of the things we're going to do on the show is a mailbag and uh, we really want people to to interact with us we want to be able to read their emails and stuff so i i made a post on reddit saying hey we're going to be doing a new podcast about uh, about strange new worlds uh we want to know what you think about the show like things that you want things that you don't want and this one guy uh, his name's Jack Sparrow Jive on Reddit. He he kept on uh, talking with us, and then just like out of the blue, he went into Star Trek Online and created our own custom Constitution class starship. Like no one asked him to do this, and it had the podcast name and the registry number of our first recording date. And I was just like, the Star Trek community could be so freaking great sometimes, and it just blew me away. I was shocked. I was like yelling in my house. No one was here, luckily. Um, I was just like, that's so cool because it's also one of my favorite classes of Starship anyway. So I was just like, oh man, it was amazing. Um, so that guy made my day. There are really cool pictures. Yeah, he got some. He got some great angles and great shots. So I was, I was happy. Um, it's really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm super stoked about that. Um, anything else before we move on? No, I, I got nothing. Cool. Well, then it is time for the permitted minute. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. That was no, good. no, you weren't. <laughs> that was, was awesome. I didn't even think of a voice to do. Do something. It's the permitted minute. I love it. It is the permitted minute, and we are going to go here in five, four, three, two, one. Mr. Gata, start the clock. Sony announced that the Days of Play will return once again starting on June 3rd with big deals on games. PS Plus men. Eh. PS Plus memberships, and more. The promotion will run until June 17th. In news that seemingly came out of nowhere, Ruby Rose has exited Batwoman after just one season. Rumors of Rose was unhappy with the long working hours as the lead and became increasingly difficult to work with. Thanks to Konami Europe, the complete Castlevania soundtrack is available on Spotify, just like our podcast. We will be talking about this in depth shortly, but HBO Max shocked us with the news that the Snyder Cut of Justice League will be released on the streaming network in 2021. Also, and more bad news for Destiny, players who grind out the latest weapon quest, Felwinter's Lie, to be bugged. Luckily, the situation was quickly, right, patched by Bungie. This past week, one of my favorite Star Wars films, Revenge of the Sith, celebrated its 15th anniversary. Hello there. As if we're not excited enough to eventually return to movie theaters, a new trailer for Chris Nolan's Tenant debuted, debuted this week. I'm giving it to you. We were like right on the 55, like by a millisecond, yeah. a millisecond. We did it. I can't believe I stuttered. I never stutter. <laughs> it's the permitted minute. Anything could happen. I think it was just like tongue twistery. That PS was... Plus got me for some reason. And I was like, <laughs> why? I say that all the time. I'm always like, where's my PS Plus free stuff? That was uh, the closest uh, we've done it, I think, in some time. Like, it was on 55. and We by, did it by a hair. By a hair. By a hair. <laughs> so, uh, some of these were longer this week. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Trixie. HBO, Warner Brothers, Zack Snyder himself, during a Man of Steel watch-along, hit us with the big news. The Snyder Cut is actually happening it exists there's a budget there's reshoots there's a gonna be a new score i guess uh this shit's bananas um we kind of talked about it in a previous episode and now it's happening i mean it's hard not to be excited despite the fact that justice league sucked i feel like i was more excited like right after the movie came out and they said there was a snyder cut but i feel like by now my excitement's kind of like less if that makes any sense like i want to see it still but at the same time i know it's not going to like completely retcon the dc cinematic universe so i'm just like it would be cool to see what it was supposed to be but like yeah i want to see it but i'm not like breaking down doors being like where's the snyder cut we were, <laughs> you know rob give me the snyder cut that was me like two days after i saw it in theaters i was like snyder cut was probably better where is it 
I mean, that was 2020. To be fair, anything has to be better than whatever Joss Whedon did to that film. In my opinion. You didn't like uh, Mustache Gate? You mean, oh, I can't even talk about it seriously. <laughs> it's such the a. Upper lip. It's just such a major screw up. Don't get why they had to do or like reshoot, reshoot anyway when they had footage from that scene. Because it's hardest for VFX artists to do the upper lip. Like, your lips are the hardest part to do, so you don't want to have to do anything there where you're erasing and completely redrawing. Because that's why his lips, like, pull up and, like, they do things that your lips don't do. They could have just waited for him to be done shooting Mission Impossible, and they didn't. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't wait for people to be completely let down by this mo- by this cut and just be like, "Oh, it must have been something else." Is why it sucked. It's. It's not. It's not. Ser- it's not because Zack Snyder just made a crap movie. It's. It, it. It. has to be somebody else's fault. The only thing that gives me some hope is just the fact that after the theatrical Justice League was released. A lot of the actors immediately said, "Like, oh, but I remember filming this scene, and I thought it was going to be in it, but I guess that's in Zach's version." So, like, they seem to be leaning towards the fact that they liked his better, but at the same time, maybe I would have said that as an actor too. If what came out was absolute horseshit, and I would just been like, "A better version exists somewhere." I don't know. May- just maybe be- in my mind. Just because. Listen, I, that makes sense if you're talking about like one actor, right? Like Jason Momoa tends to go on tangents. Like if it was just Jason Momoa being like, "Man, they should just release this, release the Snyder cut. Like it was such a better movie. Like I'm in it more." Then okay, maybe you take that with a grain of salt, and maybe it's not this better mm-hmm. film. But literally every single yeah, it was every actor, actor is like release the Snyder cut. It is they haven't they they haven't specifically said this is a better film, but they share images from it. They talk about it. They support Zack Snyder. My whole take on it is that I think if people liked man of steel, I think they might like this version of justice league. Obviously, listen, you, there's, there's no forgiving Batman versus Superman, right? Like that was just a bad movie. That was all on Zack Snyder. Uh, I I've talked about this on the show many times. I'm a huge sympathizer of man of steel. I have I have some problems with it, but overall, I think it's fantastic. Um, I think it's going to be more thematically along the lines of that. That can be a good and a bad thing, though, honestly. Because, I mean, let's, you know, like you, like I am a slight apologist for Man of Steel. I don't think it's a great movie. I, I think it had some decent ideas behind it. But at the end of the day, it's... It's. I would say it's above average at best, and then you have Batman versus Superman, which was was which, which was a cinematic atrocity. That's that's what that was. And then Justice League. I mean, as I said, I still I'm very skeptical that any Snyder cut is going to redeem the the Justice League movie because I mean I'm just I'm looking at Zack Snyder's films right now, and I'm like his the last this pretty much this past decade he doesn't really have a great track record of movies that i would be like oh yeah this was really good i mean you're talking sucker punch man of steel batman v superman justice league and that i think that's it and he he has a partial director's credit for suicide squad for doing the flash cameo scene to be like, fair i don't think that you could really put justice league in there simply because of the fact that Joss Whedon basically reshot the entire film. Well, once again, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but I, I still am very skeptical because I mean, honestly, if you're an actor, you might be like, Oh yeah, this, uh, there were so many better scenes in there thinking that they would never be spending 30 to $40 million to re release this movie and redo stuff in it. Because now you might be like, let's say the Zack Snyder, the Snyder cut comes out and it sucks. Now you're basically like, oh man, I okay, I was wrong. Maybe this movie just sucked all along. Well, Matt, you just mentioned it, and let's let's uh, let's talk immediately about it. Let's talk that budget. Uh, it's rumored that Zack Snyder has like a. I, I still can't believe these numbers, if we're being honest. Uh, somewhere within the twenty to thirty million dollar range to finish making his version of the film. Uh, that is a shit ton of money. For a film that has already been released and had a full theatrical release is on home video. And man, like 
Warner Brothers is taking a big risk and going all in. But at the same time, I'll, I'll go first here. Giving him that kind of money, I feel like there has to be something in this film. Like they screened it and said, okay, here's $20, 30000000 million. Go have fun. But what the Probably. Gonna, yeah, what the hell are you going to do with that money, though? It's pretty ambitious. But it, I mean, he didn't get to film the majority of what he was doing. He left the project pretty early. So the 20 or 30 million is probably for whatever reshoots he has to do that, you know, Josh Whedon, he didn't do, or sorry, Josh Whedon, Whedon didn't do when he took over. So I don't know. Or, I mean, visual effects is extremely expensive. A lot of that budget, I think, is going to go yeah. into redone so VFX shot. Redoing that. Well, and you it have depends to. Depends on how much of the plot got scrapped. Well, a lot of Henry Cavill stuff got scrapped as Superman. And, yeah, he and, was supposed and to come back black suit. Black suit Superman, no mustache gate. I'm guessing mustache gate is going to be a thing of the past after this version comes out. Um, but yeah, unless he grows another one now, (laughs) he's got something going on during quarantine. Like me, I'm like all shaggy right now. That's his like, what does he play? Oh, world of Warcraft and Warhammer. He plays a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, visual effects cost a ton of money. It does sound like they're getting some of the actors for reshoots. Um, I, I guess I, I heard something about them rescoring the film. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Uh, I guess they weren't really happy with Danny Elfman's or maybe just he had different music in mind. Uh, he might, I don't know, maybe Hans Zimmer is going to come and work on it because he's done all the other Zack Snyder films. Um, who knows? I can't wait for Steppenwolf to still look like complete garbage in this. <laughs> he might. What if he's just like not in it at all? I would love weird. that. No, I would love that. Then, uh, then who would be the main villain in this? The movie? whole idea that, as far know, as man. I know, was that Dark Side was supposed to be, or Dark is it Dark Side or Dark Seed? Dark Side. Dark Side. It's just spelled different. Seed. Yeah. I that Dark Side. that was always Snyder's idea that Dark Seed. Dark fuck. That Dark Side, side was going to be the the head villain in this, and then I don't know where the whole the whole Steppenwolf thing came from. I guess it might still happen. I don't think he's going to look like shit anymore if they're giving them this kind of money to to redo stuff. Who knows? Um, I think part of the reason they're giving him this budget, too, is that they're hoping that it all gets made back with people signing up for HBO Max subscriptions. Yeah, and just like the the amount of people that will want to see it just to say they saw it and then can give their views on over which is better or worse. So I feel like they're definitely going to make the money back real quick. But if it's just kind of like a meh film then it won't do anything groundbreaking but it is unusual that this is happening because we've had director's cuts you know 20 years later for things you know like blade runner and different versions and cuts of films but this is like an interesting version yeah well let's let's talk about that a little bit more right because we kind of talked about it with with the money you know this is unheard of for you know a movie that's already been released um that kind of money is is a game changer and everything that's going on i mean we could be getting an entirely new film. Now, I think the closest thing to this maybe that's out right now, it goes all the way back, I think, to the 70s, 80s with the Richard Donner cut of yeah, the Donner cut. of uh, Superman 2. Uh, I just, I've, I've never heard of such a thing happening. Uh, this is kind of revolutionary. It is kind of groundbreaking. I just hope it's a good sort of groundbreaking, you know? Like, I hope. Well, I don't want to become a trend in the future. Like if somebody just makes a bad film, they think, oh, let's throw another 30 million at it and then we'll fix it completely. But this one, I think, is allowed to happen because of, unfortunately, Zack Snyder left the project due to a tragic event that happened in his family. So like it's not his fault he had to leave the project and somebody else took over and they just did their own thing with the film. So I get it. I mean, though. I can't even like, as Julian mentioned, the Richard Donner cut of Superman two or whatnot, has any movie had a director's cut where it was considered like pivotal groundbreaking? Like, man, I am so like, I'm not saying that there aren't people who don't enjoy director's cuts of certain movies, but at the same time, I can't think of one that it's like, I really want to watch the director's cut instead of the original for the most part. Like there might be, it's Blade Runner. Yeah. I was going to say Blade Runner. the only one that a hundred percent I will say, like I will only watch the director's cut. Um, I'll also say the wrath of Khan. I think the director's cut is much better. There's, it, there's some more emotional scenes or it, it, it adds some more gravitas to what Khan has done to the enterprise and what's happened. Um, 
like and enough to the point where if I go back and watch the non-director's cut of Wrath of Khan, like I know things are missing. Um, the film flows better in the director's cut as well. So that's just my but, opinion. But but the thing is, both of the movies you guys talked about are kind of like more nerd culture stuff. They're not like Justice League, which is I would make the argument more mainstream. Uh, and I. I I, I, I I get most, mo- unless you're a Trekkie, you haven't seen Wrath of Khan and probably, I guarantee you if I go into work tonight I'm, and I say like, oh, hey, who here has seen Star Trek, the Wrath of Khan, I'm going to get blank stares back. I don't know, man. I, I've heard a lot of people seeing it and you ask them that same question and they may not know a lot about what happened in the film, but they'll always say, oh yeah, that's that movie where like the things go into the people's ears, right? Like that's what people will remember about it if like they're not Trekkies. Um, that's, that's at least if I've had conversations about it with people. Um, yeah, there's not many like big director's cuts out there though. So you're right in saying that this is like a different level. It's more like across mainstream. Anybody you talk to, even if they don't watch justice league, will know if you say like, Oh, did you hear about the Zack Snyder cut? They'll be like, I didn't even see justice league, but yeah, I've heard it. Well, like, yeah, all the advertising and like, that's like the big thing for, for HBO max, right? Like this is their advertising this. And I think they're advertising big bang theory being on there. Um, as well. They're actually getting like a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. They're even doing cartoons that like are streaming on a Cartoon Network and like doing them there. Well, and I, I don't want to get too too far off topic, but I'm I'm kind of excited for the streaming service because they're not screwing people over in the sense that like if you already have HBO, you get HBO Max. Like they could have very easily done like, well, if you have HBO and you want HBO Max, you have to pay like another five bucks. No, like if you're an HBO subscriber already, you get Max. And and to be fair, Xfinity did the same thing um with peacock which i which i also really am am happy about uh i think these massive companies are learning a thing or two from um from customer complaints um we've already kind of of mentioned it a little bit but let's talk about a little bit more and ask the big question uh can the snyder cut redeem the film no (laughs) i'm sorry i don't think it will i think it might just provide a better story hopefully um and maybe will be a better what if scenario so we would have understood oh this is the movie we could have seen had he stayed on but i just i get it because when i watched justice league i felt what scenes were his and what were joss's like you could feel the tonal shifts and you could feel that it was like two different directors like conflicting sort of things pieced together but um like i said before i don't think it's going to fix the dc cinematic universe's issues like even if it's a great film, even if it's an amazing, mind-blowing film, it's still it's going to try to retcon what happened and is already in people's memories and has already affected DC films since then. Has it though? Has what happened in Justice League affected Shazam or Aquaman? I mean, not plotline-wise, but I just mean that it's affected literally its status in pop culture. Like it's been <laughs> DC Cinematic Universe has been so like flatlining. I just you have occasional sh- blips that get better, like Wonder Woman. But you still have, I mean, when people watched Wonder Woman and then they watched Justice League, it was the same thing. They like destroyed her character in that movie a bit. You know, all these things that you get from her film and then you get this lackluster idea. So if he's able to bring the characters to the point where they need to be and make people excited about the DC Cinematic Universe, that would be great. But it's still not going to erase that another version exists that a lot of people saw also. So I just I want to I want to take you back to something that you said near near the beginning about how the first thing that you said after you left the film was like, oh, man, like I want to see the Snyder cut. And the fact that so many of the actors and fans who don't normally like Zack Snyder all came together to get this release. Like, I guess my, my question where I'm going with that is, you know, don't you think that that might like if it does end up being that good that that will take the bad taste out of people's mouths and make them forget about that if this ends up being what people want it to be but the problem the problem with this is is that what's the ultimate reason for doing this because you're ben affleck is out as batman as is uh guy who played superman i can't think of the name henry cavill Cavill. jesus god yeah i don't think he's completely out I think they're just not doing anything with him right now. So he's just kind of like, yeah, but I don't think that they're going to like, it's going to suddenly revitalize like, yes, Henry Cavill's back as Superman. Awesome. 
I, I don't liked think him I loved him. I mean, he wasn't bad. No, I'm not saying I, I, I didn't. I'm not saying I hated mm-hmm. him. I'm just saying it's not going to do that. So why are you doing this at this point? Because it's not going to re-energize the DC cinematic universe. Like it's pretty much at this point, you have Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. That's the only character that I'm like really looking forward to seeing in more movies. I'm looking to Wonder Woman 1984. I'm sorry. It's like, I like Jason Momoa. He's a nice guy, but I never was really like, oh, I love him as Aquaman. I, uh. I'm just going to say Zachary Levy is Shazam. I'm stoked for Shazam too. I'm st- I don't count. I don't count Shazam as part of this because Shazam like did its own thing. It was fun and all that. Cause we even discussed that it wasn't dark and gritty and serious. It basically took Shazam and had fun with it. And I actually think Shazam was made almost as a result of how dark and gritty bat, you know, just yeah, okay. Batman, Superman were and all that. But it's hard to say that you're not ex- like not excited about some things, right? Cause like we, we went to see Shazam together and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're all excited for that sequel uh, as well as, yeah, I liked it. you know, the rock being black Adam when that comes out. I just hope, I hope it lives up to expectations. I hope it does what the actors and fans and, the director want because I, I feel like they want to do this to tell people like there was supposed to be a version that hopefully you liked better we still want to make it if you want it and that's the thing people still want it so they're gonna make it i just hope it is good i just it's more like i don't have expectations for it it's not that i'm trying to diss it or saying no it's no I, I understand sure be yeah sure. i'm just not getting my hopes up because i feel like it may just be a good film i'm gonna be the optimist I'm going to go see it. Yeah. I'll be right there in line. If theaters reopen, I'll, I'll sit right down and watch it. I'll be there dressed up. Um, I'm yeah, I'm going to be the optimist and say that I think that it can take the bad taste out of people's mouth. If this is the movie that all the cast say that it is, and that all these people who signed the petitions think that it is, I think that they'll make Whedon's version a thing of the past. Like this will be, if it ends up working, the definitive version of justice league no i don't think that it's going to revitalize the dc film universe they screwed that up too much with with batman versus superman and then justice league being the complete shit stain that it is um but i just think that it can it could give some hope to future dc films that aren't shazam like what we're going to get from possibly wonder woman 1984 um if henry cavill you know puts the boots and the cape back on you know uh it, it'll be interesting to see so i'm i'm definitely a bit of an optimist about it uh lastly let's talk about it and honestly i'm i'm guessing we're all the same i don't really remember a lot from the film because i tried to erase it from my mind but is there anything from whedon's version that you absolutely want to make sure don't end up in the snyder cut well i don't know personally i don't know what whedon necessarily did in there versus what snyder did i'd have to kind of watch them side by side and go okay yeah i'm glad this was removed i'm not i mean much like you i i remember like good chunks of justice league unfortunately and i'm I'm in therapy for that (laughs) but the thing is is that it's i mean as, as i said like steppenwolf already like looked like complete garbage I mean, I at no point what did I feel threatened by him or did I think he was interesting? So make Steppenwolf more realistic or believable mm-hmm. for starters. That's that's my first thing I would say. Yeah, I feel like Steppenwolf is too big of like a VFX monster. Cause like what makes Thanos a better villain? See, I'm look Julian's all excited because I'm like bringing up Endgame. <laughs> but is the fact that they did like mocap, they put a lot of Josh Brolin into the character. They spent so much time making him believably CG, if that makes any sense. Um, not so much his, you know, lackeys. They were just, you know, like weird space Squidward. Squidward. I love the order, but like they made the They did not do the order well. They, they, I will yeah, I will not. say that. They did not do the order well. <laughs> so Steppenwolf felt more like the the Black Order. Yeah. In Endgame. So, yeah. Um, yeah, if they could, like, maybe completely remove him and do something <laughs> Just get better. get rid of the villain and or, put a new villain in the film. Or at least do a different version of him. Maybe do a mix of, like, somebody actually acting as him. And, I don't know. It could be cool. Yeah. I just hope... I just, Honestly, I just want a better plot. Yeah. That's literally it. I just... I'm like, can it make sense, please? Like, you did the death of Superman so fucking early. Make it work. Make it make sense. Give me the black suit at least. I was at least excited for that. And then I watched the movie and I was like, is he just not wearing a shirt right now? 
I think that what Whedon did very much is that he put this whole stupid, like, using the DNA from, I think, like, the monster and Batman vs. Superman, or however they brought him back, was all Whedon. And I think that's incredibly dumb. So I hope that, like Brittany said, Clark coming back in the black suit and that all is done the way it should be. Uh, I also, listen, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna be the feminist so Brittany doesn't have to. Just Whedon's, like, ass shots yeah. of fucking Gal Gadot Wonder and Wonder Woman. Like, dude, come on, man. Like, it's Also, the dialogue with her and Batman. Like, I just didn't care for, like, half of that movie, how they represented her. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. They they very much sexualized her for the film. Um, I hope that's not in Zack Snyder's version. Uh, yeah. And just, please, for the love of God, for the love of God and everything holy, for the love of Krypton, no Stashgate. Please, yep. please. Don't keep any of that stash scene. If you have to cut a lot of the film, I'd even be happy with that. Just, I don't need that lip. It gives me nightmares. I hope they keep cool slow motion, like speedster stuff. I love when they do that in X-Men. I love it when they do it in like any movie. And I did like, there were like two scenes in that movie. I remember I liked in Justice League. And I liked that Superman like moved his eyes super fast to see him. Cause that was just like, funny but at the same time i hate when they put funny in like the wrong moments right. in films so don't mcu it where like a film's supposed to have gravitas and then you throw in a one-liner like just let it have gravitas yeah who knows maybe this will be the exact same film with a 30 million dollar just cg update dark dark filter yeah <laughs> oh man um i really you, you you guys are being the optimist i think i'm the pessimist here so that's fine. Yep, that's this fine. This is what DC has done to us. Mm-hmm. If anything, I feel like I'm just playing like neutral. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. man, I hope it's good, but I, I have no expectations. I'm ready. Not. I'll be the optimist. I'm ready. I want to see it. I hope it's good. I hope that it makes it so we can get a Man of Steel 2 because I really want to see Ken, uh, Henry Cavill as Superman again. Um, uh, we want to know your thoughts. Let us know what you think about the Snyder Cut being released. You can message us on Facebook or Instagram, and you can email us at permittedpod at gmail.com. Uh, we will read your mailbag on the next episode. We always love hearing from you guys. Um, release the butthole cut. Oh, yeah. Your That's move, your move <laughs> DreamWorks. Oh, God. <laughs> no, please don't. Release don't the butthole cut. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> oh, man. Please don't. Don't did, do it. did anybody watch the the Broadway cats that they did? They they did a a, a viewing of uh, it's on YouTube now. You could watch the the good cats. I've I've seen clips of the musical, <laughs> and I'm just I'm still like Ugh. you're too scarred from from a cavity. Yeah, I think I think the movie ruined ruined cats. cats for me. For it almost ruined cats in real life for me. I remember I came home that day and I couldn't look at like my cat Martha. Martha, you disgust me. Like, I was like, Martha, walk away. And then she did. And I was like, oh, God, the butthole cut. I can't I can't get over your cat being named Martha. I'm just putting that out there. Every time you say her name, it was like, I oh, I didn't my get God. to name her, but I love it. <laughs> Martha, why did you say that name? Sometimes when I'm looking for her, I'm just like, Martha, where is she? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's move on to our uh, our next segment, and that is the future of cinema and movie theater chains. Guys, what do we all love doing together? We all love going to movies and then doing this show. And like, it's let's the- all go to the movies. movies. Let's, let's all, all go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Snack bar. Let's go. Let's go. Um, it is the biggest thing that I miss right now about this whole being in quarantine BS. Like, I want to go to the movies. I wanted to see Black Widow. You know, I wanted to see, listen, I, I'm not excited about the Disney live action stuff, but I wanted to see Mulan. Um, I did not want to <laughs> see Scoob and I ended up watching it on Friday with my daughter. Um, you know, I, that I actually, <laughs> I was actually going to rant at the beginning of the show about something we talked about, Brittany, about Will Forte, about Will Forte as Shaggy and just the Dude. utter disappointment. Um, but we won't get into that. that. That was the main part that like took me out of that movie. Aside from that, I liked it. But then it was every fine. time you talk, I'm like, you're not Matthew Lillard. Yeah. No. <laughs> Definitely not Casey Kasem. Nope. Uh, so in a recent poll, it seems that uh, a majority of moviegoers are ready to return to theaters. Uh, and the poll was ridiculously lopsided. It was 91%. Um, those are the amount of people ready to go back. As long as there's uh, some measures in place, I think it was like 5% who were fine if there were no measures in place, which, you know, get educated bro Um, that sums up our entire country yeah exactly um (laughs) so i'll just ask you guys 
are you ready to go back to the movies? I'll say yeah. Yeah, like I love movie theaters. It's one of my happy places. And like I want to go there. But at the same time, I can still survive without going to a movie theater. Like to me, it's not like I need to now. If they have safety measures in place, like probably because I mean, I, we go to grocery stores all the time. We're around tons of people, but you know, with proper safety measures. So yeah, it's not the end of the world. If I can't go, I've been watching things as they're released, you know, if they're released on demand and things like that. I do miss me. My ices though. I was going to say, there's no icy machine in your house. I've been eating a lot of water ice. So like, Oh, you, you say water like most Philadelphians. Oh my no, God. Yeah, you I did. Say, you did it. I say water normally when no, I'm you, like talking about water. drinking water. The only time I say it like that is when I'm referring. <laughs> oh, are you sure? Are you yes, sure about that? Sure. Yes. Because my mom's from Texas and she calls everything water. water. And my dad is from this area. So he calls everything water. And that's the only thing <laughs> I will call any other version. Like if I say, hand me a water bottle, I'll say water. I say water all the time. Wah, wah. I will call it that. But the minute I see Aritas, it's a goddamn water ice. Give me that water ice. There's water. nothing you can do. It comes out before I even know. Oh, my God. And Matt, people are like, that Italian ice. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's what I call it. <laughs> I'm from Queens, though. That's what we call <laughs> that, it in Queens. That Italian ice. Oh, God. <laughs> me and Peter Parker ice. call it water ice. I mean, shit. <laughs> He's one I've of been us. transplanted transplanted too long in Philadelphia. Did you see that article I shared about how Philadelphia is like the eighth sexiest la- like I almost said language <laughs> eighth sexiest dialect in the U.S. I mean, I think the Philadelphia language is pretty amazing. I mean, you know, like John and Scoogle. water and uh, yeah, I, I did. Li- I, did <laughs> I did like I did like Brittany's post about that when she said, "Yeah, we made it. Come get that water ice." <laughs> Um, Matt, where where are you on movies? Do you miss it? Are you ready? I mean, yeah, I miss it. And honestly, like it's it's funny because when I talk to people online, you know, when I play games and stuff like that, sometimes the I the topic of you know, oh, are you still working? I'm like, yeah, I haven't stopped. I still go to work. Like for me, mm-hmm. nothing has changed. So for me, I mean, at this point, I'm just like put put whatever measures in. And I would say, you know, whenever it's safe to do so, allow people to go back to movie theaters. I do miss the experience. That's that's what I miss. Like much like Brittany, like, yeah, I, you know, I can survive without it. And I'm I'm already kind of an introvert anyway. So yeah, social distancing never didn't really affect me much because my life pretty much hasn't changed as a result of it. So you know, but I, I still like going out and honestly, I, you know, I like going to movie theaters and seeing new movies and kind of sitting in the dark and getting the full experience of actually going to see a movie, getting poked by Brittany. I love, okay. Brittany, you're really breaking my hand saying I need to get the fuck out of here as we're watching cats. (laughs) That was one time with cats. Um, me getting too excited over birds of prey. Um, I don't miss like $14 popcorns, but you know what sucks? Julian, you just got me like a list for my birthday right before COVID happened. And we went and saw Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And I was so excited to use my a list. And then, literally, the next week, everything shut down. And I was like, I finally got to see three movies. (laughs) I was so I'm excited for that. I like if. Hopefully AMC survives this and they'll keep A-list going because like I, do, I that, want to experience that. I'm worried that they'll come back and they're like, sorry guys, no more A-list. Supposedly Amazon's trying to buy them out, you know, with all that money they Dude, have from not paying their taxes. Yeah, for real. Um, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Keep Jeff our, Bezos is a bozo. He is a fucking bozo. Dude, let's talk about, let's change subjects real quick because talking about bozos, you know who's turned out to be like the ultimate supervillain? Mm. Elon Musk. Lex Luthor. Of all him oh, too. Oh yeah. Dude, he is. <laughs> Like He's, he, Elon Musk has always been a dick. It's just people are now yeah. realizing that. I think people just thought he was smart because they didn't understand like the technology he was talking about. But like, I'm sorry, he's not Tony Stark. No, he's not Tony Stark. No, no, he's like. I guess people didn't fully realize like he's kind of the Lex Luthor. Like he's kind of believable as this nice guy, but the minute that you know, like something happens, like oh yeah, and he's like threatening California to like move his plants and shit. I'm like, dude, like get the fuck out of town. I- so I'll I'll say I'll say this. I never ever 
think that anybody who's accumulated millions and millions, if not billions of dollars is a nice person. You stepped on quite a yep. few people to get there. Yep. Yeah. It means you're literally getting money off of their, the labor of your workers. Yeah. There's no way that in a normal working society, you make that money not destroying people's lives. <laughs> like, so going back to the DC universe, Elon Musk is Lex Luthor. <laughs> uh, Wait, which which, which Lex Luthor? Jesse Eisenberg? I like Lex. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of leading towards Jesse Eisenberg, right? Jesse Eisenberg, Gene Hackman. I mean, we got Not a lot Gene of Hackman. to choose from here. Dude, Maybe when John they named the kid a Wi-Fi password, that I was, lost it. I cannot believe that was real. I seriously... The oh worst timeline we're living in it's right like, now. It's literally like a string of letters you get when you like name a star, you know, when they first give you the certificate. And they're like, now you can name it something cool, but this is A-3E5X9. Is it supposed you know, to spell like Alex or something or Alexa? Or? No, no, I just made that up. Oh, right now, oh, oh, oh! But it, I don't you know, think it means anything. You know, you know what, Julian? I'll go going back to the real quick. Like, I'm not, I'm not ready to go back to movie theaters. I'm ready for cockroaches to just start running civilization because I don't know if they can do any. <laughs> oh, worse don't talk to point. Julian about that. <laughs> we, yeah, uh, I just got goosebumps. Right, I forgot about that. <laughs> we all had flashbacks to cats right now. We're getting hot. Okay, we're fine. We're fine, Julian. Don't think about it. Uh, like literally have tears in my eyes right now. I, You're the one who brought up Wrath of Khan earlier I, and ear stuff. So. That, those aren't roaches. Though. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> We're hitting Julian's trauma. God. Um, <laughs> dude, I read an article about this the other day. Like a dude had like a moth crawl on his ear and he couldn't oh, get Julian, it out. No. Oh, it just brought back Mothman. all the memories. Okay. Okay. Moving on. I'll change the subject. Um. So I do want to say that as much as. I'm okay with going back to theaters. Like I'm fine with also things being released simultaneously for at home viewing. I have no problem with both options Yeah, because it helps people that can't get to a theater regularly. Maybe can't always afford it. Um, people that have disabilities or maybe like hearing impairments that, you know, you go to the movie theaters, they don't have closed captioning. So yeah. it could be the better option for a lot of people. So one thing that I was not prepared for that kind of excited me about on demand, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, but I'll, I'll say right now is we we got Scoob on Friday so Cecily could watch it. And Scoob. I thought the way this was going to work was it was going to be like $20 to just rent because it was a new release. And then I discovered that it was $25 and now I own the film and I'm like, $25 is about the price of a, of a Blu-ray. So like, I'm not... I'm not disappointed in the price. We own it. It's not just a rental. So, you know, not that I'm like, you know, super excited about owning Scoob, but, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, at least you have it. If your kids are like, I want to watch it again. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. Like Karen was like, do we rent it for 20 or buy it for 25? And she's like, yeah, no, of course we're going to buy it. Now Cecily can watch it whenever she wants. Um, yeah. and listen, like would I buy black widow for $25 and watch it on demand. Um, let's, Hell yeah. Well, let's let's skip around the questions here since we're on the subject. Um, would you prefer watching a new AAA film like Black Widow in the comfort of your own home? Um, is that something that is appealing to you? Or do you like, like what Matt said, the, the experience of witnessing these new films in the dark in a movie theater? I'm going to say... I personally enjoy the movie theater experience and I'll go back to when we saw Shazam and cause I remember Julian, I, I we're sitting in the theaters and all that. And then I remember the, the thing for, it says like Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and you could like feel the entire theater go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, you're not going to get that experience at home. And I mean, another experience I had years ago was uh, a fr my, my friend and I saw, um, they re they re-released back to the future in theaters and we saw it in theaters and obviously and i remember we're sitting in there right at the end when doc says like where well, we're going we don't or we don't need roads and as soon as he said that the entire theater like flipped the fuck out i mean like people cheering clapping going yeah and it was awesome it was one of those extreme geek out moments that i can't have in my home with like a bunch of strangers, like a single line, like pretty much brought the entire theater to its feet, going completely ape shit. Same thing with Endgame, right? Like when yeah. Cap says Avengers Assemble finally, and he gets Munir, like yep. dude, and you lose just, your hearing for the next five days. Yeah, yeah. The theater's <laughs> just fucking erupted, man. It was crazy. Um, yeah. How about you, Brittany? Yeah. Um, like I said before, movie theaters are my happy place. When I was little, like I've told you guys before. My aunt would just buy a ticket in the morning and we'd stay there and hop all day. 
So like I grew up in movie theaters. I love that experience. I'm never going to not go regardless of how well the movie industry is doing or not. I think there's a whole culture behind going to see movies and like going out and doing it. And it's an option for people. You know, some people love going out. Other people don't like my dad. He never goes out to the movies. Did it like twice in my my childhood. Um, but at the same time, maybe if people want to have specific like watch parties, you know how a lot of people are doing that now. I could see like maybe a triple A film being able to watch it at home and have like a party that's related to the film. Right. Some people might do that like for someone's birthday or something just to make it more like exclusive and like fun. Yeah. And they can say whatever they want and don't get in trouble in the theater. You know? So like, but yeah, yeah, I would always pick theater over that um, movie at home. If it needs to like happen, like if something happens where we can't all meet up or whatever, then we watch our own time at home. That could work. And that's kind of where I'm at. Like I, I, I made the black widow example. Like I wouldn't want to do that. Like there's too many factors. Like, like when new superhero movies come out or like a new star trek or a new star wars like i don't want to be in my home even though listen like i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna gloat about my tv like i have a 55 inch oled it's got dolby vision i got a whole surround sound system like i'm set to watch a good movie like it'll look good but crying baby child who might wake up have to pause the film i don't like new films and having to pause them um, especially like if it's a rental, like you get pulled out. Yeah. You get pulled right. out of the moment. I, I will always love movie theaters and I hope to God, uh, that they survive. Let's go back. Um, oh my God. I still have a hundred dollar gift card. Oh, you do. That's right. Remember that? I got it for my birthday. I think you, my we friend used gave it to some us so we it, could, right? we could use it for the reviews. Yeah. yeah. I think it was just for portrait lady on fire. Yeah. Um, Literally an icy and like nachos. Let's talk about our eventual, you know, journey back into the movie theater and uh, talking about some of these, uh, what the safety measures would be. Um, as people may may or may not know, uh, we were in Pennsylvania and um, at the beginning of the month, it looks like our county is going to be moved into what they're calling the yellow phase. I don't think uh, movie theaters are going to be allowed in that phase, but it looks like after that in the green phase, that that is something that could start slowly happening uh people being spread out so some of these things would include like i just said um seating being spread out so not people right next to each other i think like you know it basically uh it would skip a seat and then skip a reclining chair yeah exactly um (laughs) they're basically six feet wide yeah uh plexiglass uh plexiglass screens in front of those seats and then um getting your temperature taken upon entry um the question is 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 it excessive is it just right not enough I need to see what the actual measures are before I say this is insane. This is a little overboard versus, you know, all right, this is reasonable. This is fine. Like plexiglass, like, I think that's a little overdoing it in my yeah, opinion. That's the only thing I'd be like, that's going to block my. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause you're going to get like all the reflections off the plexiglass. I'm going to be going, God damn it. They better make it look like 3d glasses. And <laughs> so I can, like, lean up and be like, <sighs> Um, If we all wear masks, I don't see why the plexiglass needs to be there, but definitely for the workers, like for sure they should have, so we don't like get up in their face. Cause well, let me ask you, let let me, let me ask you a question. That's not on here. Like going to get your popcorn and going to get your candy and your soda. They already have the Coca-Cola freestyle machines. That's great for social distancing. You don't have people handing you things. You're doing it all on your own. How about candy? Do you want to see, you know, like scoop your own popcorn or is that too many germs? Like how can we, how can we make concessions safer when we go back to the theater? I think they're just going to wear gloves and masks and do what every other food service is doing now. I don't think there's much more you can do, but a lot of things are boxed, you know, like even the nachos they hand you already, they're already pretty sanitary. They're they're boxed and they're sealed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So popcorn's really the only one that's out in the open, but maybe they'll do something where they put it in like a covered lid bucket and then hand it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, I get my ICs. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only <laughs> thing that matters. That if they give me another color, like. Oh, COVID crazy cherry. Like, yeah, like COVID cherry. Like, oh God, we live in a capitalist hellscape, man. <laughs> you, say, you're I the one who brought it up. You want a new color, damn it. No, I want a new color just because you know how I feel. Like when it when a new movie comes out and they do like a weird color that's only associated with the movie, like the Adams Family Black Cherry, which turns your poop green, guys. It did. It legit. FYI, did. fun fact. I don't think that'll still be there when we get back, but um, I want a new color. That's yeah. all I'm asking for. <laughs> I don't know. I the like you guys. I think the only thing that I have a problem with would be the the plexiglass glass screens. If they could make them where they're not, um, you know doing reflections and i don't have as much of an issue with it but like just make sure people are spread out 
not really interacting with each other. I think that'll work. Um, I think one thing that they're going to need to do, and they are not doing this before COVID, is they need to clean the goddamn seats. Like yeah. after, that's going to be the thing. They're going to have to make less viewing so they can clean the auditoriums after each time. Um, I hope they pay their employees more. They need to. They need to get some it's kind poor of, high school yeah. kids making like seven dollars an hour to like wipe your seat down. Like, uh. <laughs> oh, but I hope that like with the plexiglass, I don't want it to look like when you're watching Netflix and then it pauses and asks, "Are you still watching?" And you see your reflection for half a second. Like, I don't want to see how I look at all. <laughs> like. I just want to think about the film. Um, moving on from if we're ready to go back to theaters, which it sounds like we all are, let's talk about the situation where theaters don't recover from this. And we are in this situation where, you know, AAA films are going to be released on demand on iTunes, on Netflix, wherever. Um, in this poll that we've been referencing, uh, people were asked if their streaming services, uh, their, their habits have changed. Um, during, you know, the quarantine and the short answer was a simple, no, uh, Netflix remains the top streaming horse and then prime and Disney plus, uh, we're actually at 10% or under, which kind of shocked me about, um, prime at least, um, people are streaming just as much as they have. So, um, and then we've seen, you know, theater releases like trolls, which kind of set up a big, you know. AMC kind of that trolls was a groundbreaking thing for the film industry. I know, you know it could have mean? been like trolls too yeah. changed the film industry. Yeah. I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah. Uh, so and wait, the, yeah, go ahead. I saw a really funny tweet around the time that movie theaters were starting to close. Trolls two was just coming out. And you know how, when you see like post-apocalyptic films or games, and then it always shows like the last like posters up by movie theaters, like what was coming out when this all happened. For us, it's Trolls 2. Trolls 2 <laughs> marked the beginning of a fucking plague. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Um, oh, uh, man. Um, so we saw them at Universal uh, resort to the, the on-demand release, and they made a bank. So that begs the question, is this going to be the new normal? Um, and the question also is, will streaming services like Netflix, like Prime, like Disney+, Plus? Um, will they fight for the rights to stream these AAA films upon release date? So we gotta fight <laughs> for our right. So okay. one issue, one issue that it, that I can see with the streaming new movies is that Netflix, for example, doesn't have the service set up to pay us money, and you can watch this movie. It's just if it's on there, you can watch it. So Netflix, I don't think will have any skin in that game or at least won't do it, but you have like the exclusive streaming services where they might be like, oh, you, you can rent it for, you know, 20 bucks or buy it for 25, as Julian said, with Scoop. So that could is probably going to be a more prevalent thing. I think that what will happen is, is that it'll depend on what happens to movie theaters once stuff starts reopening and people and whether or not that the and movie theater industry kind of recovers or at least kind of starts getting back to some semblance of normal or whether it craters because there's already because I saw today there's already been like three companies and obviously they're not this isn't pop culture stuff so you know like Hertz and a couple others that have filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy which is you know restructuring bankruptcy so it's I would say it's it's kind of a coin flip at this point whether or not that it becomes the new norm to for like Trolls World Tours release essentially becoming the new norm for movies. I think they're going to go back to regular movie releases, but it's a question of how long that might last. And you know, as I said, it it comes down to does the the theater industry recover? Mm-hmm. Um I was going to say also that I feel like movie theaters, even after all this, if things go back to whatever we consider to be normal and we can go to the theaters, I don't think they'll just stick to theatrical releases. They might try to make agreements with streaming services or at least ones like Prime where, you know, they can submit the movie there and then people can pay to rent or buy it. Um, Because I feel like it's just going to be a new option now. Like when we go back to normal, like things will still change. Yeah, I agree. We'll have these things in place. Haircutteries Mm. will have certain measures in place for if it happens again, or this is just how we do it now. So I feel like movie theaters can recover pretty quickly because everybody's going to want to go, first of all. And um, people will also be looking 
for those same things. They're going to be like, well, maybe I do want to run it at home or maybe I want to buy it. Um, so let's have that option now. Yeah. They just have to be smart. Like movie theaters have to be smart and safe about it because you don't want, you know, some a company like Disney could theoretically be like, well, we produce the whole film ourselves, so we're not going to go through these avenues or we don't have to pay the theater at all. When they could just put it and on Disney part. Plus. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Netflix doesn't have something like that. They, they produce their own movies, of course, that are on their streaming service. But if AMC wanted to, for example, like join with Netflix right. and then all of a sudden you have access or join with Amazon Prime, which it looks like is going to happen because Amazon's trying to buy them out. We might see that. Yeah. So it might just be an agreement. Hopefully it's a good one. We'll see, though. I think I'm with you because AMC already tried that with their own streaming service. So to to get rid of that and make an agreement with one of like the big giants like Prime or like Netflix, I think would be a spectacular call. Um, yeah. We'll just wait and see. And then I want to end with the question. Are movie theaters done? Do you think they recover or will there always be a need for them? I could see movie theaters eventually down the road, maybe not in the next year or so, but they become more of a niche market like the um, the restaurant movie theaters where it's like you literally sit down, get dinner. It's brought out to you and watch your movie. And the whole experience is like is very expensive. I've never even been to one of those things. They honestly. suck. Yeah. Like and, yeah they're not fun. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like it. it. It takes me out of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I kind of feel the same way. I'm not, I'm not rushing out to go to one. I could see eventually movie theaters going that route of eventually, because I mean it financially speaking, I think AMC was already losing money before COVID. Happened, yes, they were before yep. the outbreak and all that. So I mean, unless people feel this swell of I need to go to movie theaters right away to prop up the industry and keep it going. I mean, to me, the question is, how long does the movie theater industry limp along before something big happens to change it in one way or another, whether that change be good or bad? Yeah, I feel like small theaters aren't really going to recover as well from this. Bigger theater chains might have a bigger chance um, or they're going to get gobbled up. I'm just I'm worried because like that already happens with, you know, like live ticketing for events. It's all owned by like two companies. So, yeah, like I just don't want monopolies. Yeah. monopolies. They're not supposed to happen in our country. There's laws against them. But here we are. <laughs> um, uh, you're like, uh, well, technically, uh, it's an oligarchy. Uh. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I don't think movie theaters are ever going to be like not needed like especially in the u.s we have such oh like we have hollywood they're obsessed with themselves let alone people obsessed with celebrities in hollywood so like it's, it's just such a, a part of our culture that like you can't imagine movie theaters themselves ever totally disappearing like it's a whole thing even when you see the oscars they go to a theater to present you know the oscars it's a whole event so i don't see how yeah anything would it, it might not do well. Hopefully, I hope everybody goes out when it's safe, not just rushing out like idiots, but goes out and supports the industries they want to thrive. I mean, we're all trying our best right now with the ones we can, you know, yeah. local businesses and stuff, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I hope they survive. Like you said, Brittany, movie theaters are my happy place. I love going to a movie by myself late at night like last showing of the night it's like one of my favorite things to do um i don't want to see triple a releases on my couch i don't want to do it so i really hope that they come back i i'm kind of like you i think there's always going to be a need for them just because hollywood loves to suck their own dick um you know see? you yeah. said it yeah <laughs> it's uh, true. yeah it's absolutely true so yeah i think I, I don't think they're going anywhere i think unfortunately like listen the narbor theater you know two 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 the uh, two screen theater in downtown Arbor, really quaint, really small, probably not going to survive the Wayne theater. I can think of all these small theaters uh, on the main line where we used to live uh, that mm -hmm. might not survive this. So that's sad. Yeah. I'm worried about historical theaters. Yeah. You know, like ones that were like the first in the state and things like it, like I think the Newtown theater is another one. Yeah. So it's like, that's yeah. one of the oldest ones in like the U S meanwhile, drive throughs are going to make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> um, they should at least get a big projector and just shoot it on the side. Like, could you imagine AMC just like on the brick wall outside? They're just like, be awesome. Dude. How about everything is permitted? The drive through. <laughs> let's, let's make our own guys. 
Let me just open my window real quick. Yeah, right. Um, Well, we want to know what your thoughts are on returning to movie theaters, whether you like streaming these big, bigger films uh, at home. Let us know. Email us at permittedpod at gmail.com. Brittany's got her mirror universe mustache again. That means it's time to go. Uh, We'll see you in June. We'll let you guys know what we have planned for that month. Uh, This is our last episode of May. So for Matt, for Brittany, I'm Julian. Have a good night. You can find Everything is Permitted on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Everything is Permitted is produced by Rob Bigliaccio, Nikki Vizi, and Geneva Stein Shivers. Our executive producers are Michael Cox, Brittany Tomes and the Tomes family, and Julian Brown. <laughs>